We all owe them, but very few of us know them. They are the men and women of our military and first responder communities. And these are their stories. American Warrior Radio is on the air. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to American Warrior Radio. This is your host, Ben Bueller-Garcia. We're coming to you from the Four Patriots studios at Four Patriots. They champion freedom and self-reliance and offer high-quality products to help your family achieve both. Learn more at fourpatriots.com. That's the number, fourpatriots.com. And don't forget to use the code WARRIOR for a 10% discount on your first order. For some of our neighbors, every day is Memorial Day. The 2007 Associated Press Managing Editor's Photo of the Year was taken by Aaron Thompson. It captures the moment eight-year-old Kristen Golzinski is being presented an American flag by a kneeling Marine at the funeral of his father. Staff Sergeant Mark Golzinski was killed March 27, 2007 in Iraq. He was two weeks away from the end of his deployment. In the photo, you can see how brave that little boy is in trying to hold back his tears. Just before his death, Mark wrote his mother, We are warriors. We fight and sometimes die so that our families don't have to. Stand beside us. Now, sometimes great things can come from tragedy. Today, you're going to hear one of those stories. Joining us today on American Warrior Radio is Daryl Mackin, the founder and executive director of A Soldier's Child Foundation. Daryl, welcome to American Warrior Radio. Ben, how are you doing, my friend? I am just terrific. Uh, This is sort of a a solemn and an inspirational topic that we'll be covering today, but... uh, I'm I'm confident we can we can pull this off. I mean, you're a real professional. I, I mentioned that picture, and I, anybody who pays attention to the news has seen this picture. I mean, when I first went to your website, it jumped right out at me. You know, so often you see these ads with the uh, generic person in a uniform, whether they're selling you know dish soap or car insurance or whatever. But that is definitely not one of them. And it's amazing to me to find out that you know Christian actually has a tie or, or was the inspiration for your organization. Tell us that story about how. Little Christian led you to to found a, a Soldier's Child Foundation. Right. So it's kind of my life. It's become my life for sure. And uh, I think by doing it, it's it's changed so many lives of others. And uh, I, I'm a blessed human being to say that I, I I'm a part of a Soldier's Child Foundation. It began when um, when Christian lost his dad, and but Christian's grandparents were my neighbors. So back in 2007, we were expecting Mark to come home. I've ne- I had never met Mark, but I had, you know, anticipated being at his big party that my neighbors were going to hold for him. And I came home from work. I was a school teacher. I came home and I and I noticed the vans across the street and and people. And I thought to myself, Mark came home early. And then I quickly saw um, tears and 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 people holding each other. And I I knew what had happened. And um, for the next two, three months, you know, I did everything a neighbor could. You know, I I prayed with my, my neighbor, Henry, uh, who was Mark's dad. Um, and I listened to him. I, you know, he told me stories about Mark. And I was just there just as a friend um, is what I could be, you know, a neighbor. And one night, it was about three months after, Henry said to me, did it really matter? And does anybody give a damn? Wow. And and he walked into his house and left me standing in his garage. It took me 45 minutes to get home, and I lived across the street. And it was that night I said to myself, I'm going to do something. I don't know what it is. I want to do something. 
to answer my neighbor's questions. And that was the beginning of a soldier's child foundation that night. Now, a little bit later on down the story, as I understand it, you were planning your child's birthday party. Yes. So that's, yeah, you're right, Ben. That's how the whole idea about birthdays even came to be. Okay. So it was about six months later. In between, I had learned more about Mark. I got to read that letter, and it just blew me away, you know, that he would write that. You know, he was defending to his friends and family why he had come out of the reservists and was going with, I believe it was a Michigan Marine reservist. Mm-hmm. They were called up, and they were short a staff sergeant. So he volunteered to go with the Michigan group and be their staff sergeant. And so he wrote a letter and said, we are warriors. And as warriors that have gone before us, we fight and sometimes die so our families don't have to. Stand beside us because we would do it for you. It's our unity that has allowed us to prosper as a nation. And, you know, I recently was in Florida, and I interviewed a 98-year-old man who was in World War II and marched nine months through Germany, from Czechoslovakia all the way through Germany, and halfway through the war ended, but he kept fighting the Germans that wouldn't quit. And he ended up in Auschwitz and freed the Jewish people from that camp. I told him, I said, I said, what is it that, why is it that your generation was called the greatest generation? What, what was so, besides the fact that, you know, those two wars, what was it? And he said this, we did it together. And it's exactly what Mark had written, you know. It's our unity that has allowed us to prosper as a nation. And it's a fact. And, you know, without it, we're facing rough times. And, I, you know, when, when I read that letter, it just stuck in me, and you know, it was like an anthem cry of Arlington. It was the anthem cry of Arlington, you know, when you really put it into to truth. And so as I was prepping for my own son's birthday, I copped an attitude. My computer crashed. I'm a chef, and I had the menu all planned out. I had what kids were coming, and, you know, the blow-up thing. You know, basically, I, I held a little carnival in my yard, and my computer crashed. And I kicked back from my computer. And I said, man, this is crap. And I was mad. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked up on a wall, and there's a photo. I had clipped it out of the newspaper, and I made like a little memorial. I put Mark's letter there, put a photo of Mark, and um, that picture of his son. And as I looked at it, I just melted, you know? I just was filled with conviction. You know, how dare I uh, celebrating my old son's birthday, but I get to be there in his life. And yet this man is gone. And this boy will never get what my son has now. And it hit me. It hit me hard. And um, that was that was the formation of it, of why a birthday, which is the most important day in anyone's life. Um, the guy, Bert, in celebrating a birthday in about two weeks from now, he's going to be 99 years old. Wow. Even to an old man like him, birthdays still matter, you know? <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> that's just the truth. So as a chef, my brother-in-law was the first one to get it. He came, up, he came over at Christmas and said, D-Mac, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take your Thai spice and this rub and this. As a chef, he says, we're going to call it D-Mac Cuisine and we're going to get it on the Internet. And I remember I was cooking turkey for Christmas, and, he, and I said to him, I said, brother, I said, you know what I really want to do? He's like, what? He said, I want to celebrate the birthdays for the children of our fallen. Mm-hmm. 
And at that point, we, we it was just festering in, in my heart and mind, you know, and they came out. He looks at me and he says, okay, man, we can do that. <laughs> and I'm a passion-driven type of guy. You know, I'm bowling a china shop, you know. You know, if I was a fish, I'd be caught in five minutes, you know. I go after shiny things. It's the truth, you know. But Theron, my brother-in-law, it, he's a real smart guy, and he got us on nonprofit status and, and copyright and website up and going. He, and he stood right by me for about three years, and then he just kind of said, okay, man, you got it from here. I tell you what, Daryl, I've interviewed so many nonprofits on this show that started off on the, you know, on the back of a napkin uh, yeah. with just yeah. an idea. Yeah. And sometimes, and you know, the ones that are successful are the ones that still are driven by what you just said there. There's still got to be a passion. No matter what yeah. you're doing in life, if you don't have passion for it, find something else to do because life, That's my prayer. life is too short. Ladies and gentlemen, the Soldier's Child Foundation serves the children of active duty service members killed in the line of duty and any deaths post-military service due to injuries or illness. And that's a very important topic we'll be covering uh, when we come back. With more with Daryl Mackin, the executive director and founder of A Soldier's Child Foundation. You can learn more, visit www.asolderschild.org. We've got over 500 podcasts at AmericanWarriorRadio.com. Don't forget to have a listen and share them with your friends. Messages like you're hearing today are just so important to get out to others, our neighbors out there around the country. We'll be right back. Welcome back to American Warrior Radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ben Bueller Garcia. We're chatting with Daryl Mackin. He's the founder and executive director of a Soldier's Child Foundation. They currently serve over 5,000 children of, of veterans in all 50 states. Daryl, uh, we're just kind of getting into the story of, of how this idea blossomed for you and the passion that has continued to drive you and your staff and your other volunteers there. Will you talk about the group that you're uh, organization serves or the children of service members who were killed while on active duty, but then you also add any deaths post-military service, and I found that very interesting. Talk a little bit about that, if you would. Yeah, that's uh, it gets complicated there after, you know, they get out of the service. A lot of guys, you know, a double amputee or, you know, burned to death, their body 80%, or, you know, they just you know, they go through surgery after surgery. Some of them died, you know, two, three, four years removed uh, because of those complications of war, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, guys that are surviving war now would have died in Vietnam. What, you know, the on-field medics and, and just the technology and medicine um, really sustains life, keeps them alive. Then there's also the work, you know, the worst of it is, Again, you know, we're we're going we're in these guys are going, doing three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, unheard of number of tours in in, in war, and, and you know, eight times, nine times I've heard of some guys mm -hmm. and girls, and um, you know, they come back with PTSD. Um, it's it's horrific. You know, the 
what they fought over there is not half of what they fight when they come back. PTSD, suicide, what we say, death by suicide, we, we consider that a casualty of war, plain and simple. It is. And, you know, if the numbers are right, you know, whether it's 20, 30, 40, you know, a day that are, are taking their lives or death by suicide, there is a substantial number of children every day that are losing a mom or dad. And so a soldier's child foundation, again, we consider PTSD suicide a casualty of war, and we treat the children the same way as if their father had died in combat seven years ago. It doesn't matter to us. It's called a soldier's child. We, we are concerned about the death, but we are, we are focused, laser-focused on the child left behind. We never say no. Daryl, how old was Christian, an, an only child? He was. Yes, okay. Sir. And have you noticed over the years doing this, you know, because you're dealing with young people still very, very much in their formative years. Yes, sir. Do you Do you see a, a difference between children or have the children expressed a difference whether their parent was killed in action overseas or whether they took their own life? Yes, there is a difference. It's called honor mm. and shame. And there is a clear-cut difference between the two. And the, and the children whose parents um, are death by suicide deal with an enormous amount of shame. It's just really sad, you know. It's, that's the battle we fight. That's what we fight. And here's another fact, that the largest demographic at risk for committing suicide are children whose parents were death by suicide. Oh, it's boy. the kids we have. The children we serve are at most risk. And here, here's what I, I say to our country. Wake up. These are our own. You know, we care for widows and orphans all over the globe, better than anybody, America. You know, we have set up more orphanages than any other country. We spent with millions and billions of dollars. And when we have our own right here, and it's not that big of a population to where they should be first on our list of giving, and we need to do more. America needs to wake up. These are our people. If we lose this as cultural, as our culture, caring for our own, Abraham Lincoln, let us not forget the men who bore in the battle, his widow and his orphan. We've done that. That's exactly what a soldier's child foundation is all about. Our own. You know, we're, we're all about the widow and orphan, but we've got to care for our own. You know, 99% of our country live free because these kids are where they are right now. I tell you, uh, Daryl, one of some of the best advice I ever got was from a three-star general, and he always told me not to do math in public. But <laughs> if you take this, and, you know, the, what you know, what the number, like 1% of our population serves in the military. So people would think that that's a pretty small number, but it's actually quite a large number. But then if you multiply, like you said, that that number, that figure of suicides, suicides, if it's 22, if it's 40, if it's 50 a day, and then with an average of 2.5 kids per family, all of a yes. sudden, the, the, just the geometry of that, and yes. it's, it's wow. Well, I tell you what, Darrell, we can, we can hear the passion uh, through your voice. I want to talk a little bit about the, the programs that you offer. There's three basic pillars of uh, Soldier's Child Foundation. We've got about three minutes for the next break. Let's talk real quick about the birthday celebrations because that's how this whole thing started. As I understand it, whenever they come into the program, then you will honor them on their birthday every year until they turn 18. And there are, uh, as I mentioned, you're taking care of kids in all 50 states. There's a 
I don't know if it's a limit or is it an average that you spend of $150 per birthday per child? So it's about $150 per child per birthday. We do about 235 to 300 uh, kids a, a month. So every single month we're celebrating close to 300 birthdays. Um, we're spending about thirty dollars to $35,000 a month on birthday gifts. Um, and it's just, that's what we do. We, we, we purchase them based off a, a gift wish list that the kids and the mamas fill out together. And then um, we pack them up and mail them out all over the country in time for their upcoming birthday. I just can't fathom the logistics of that. Um, and is it, is it? Don't. Yeah. You know, I, and I might, I need to take some advice from that 98-year-old veteran. You know, when I passed 50, Daryl, I was like, eh, birthdays aren't that big deal anymore. But maybe uh, maybe I need to get the passion for life back. So I, that's one of my takeaways from our chat today. So this is would be physical gifts like a new bicycle, or is it also maybe an adventure? A kid says, yeah. I want to go to the zoo. Or something. So, so normally it's just a, it's straight up, you know, just a wish list gift, you know, a, a, a computer, a you know, um, bike, uh, clothing, uh, sporting stuff, you know, art stuff, whatever they're really into, jewelry, you know, it could be a number of stuff. But we have had some special requests um, that just blew our mind, and we're like, okay, we got to make this happen. Somewhat like a make a wish thing. We don't necessarily advertise it. But they have a very, the last section in the gift interview form, it says, most wanted gifts. And we had one one time say that they uh, they wanted to visit their father's cemetery, but he was he was buried in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. and she was living in Minnesota and had never been there, and we made it happen. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Daryl, when we come back, I want to talk about your other two foundational elements. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Ben Bueller-Garcia. We're talking with Daryl Mackin, the founder executive director of A Soldier's Child Foundation. You can learn more and find out how you can support this very, very worthy cause. Visit asoldierschild.org. In addition to American Warrior Radio, you can also find us on your favorite podcast platforms. We're on iTunes. We're on Google. We're everywhere. And please, ladies and gentlemen, listen to these shows, share them. As you heard the passion in Daryl's voice, I have the same passion for educating those families out there who, who never served, those of us who don't have to worry about Memorial Day being every day. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to American Warrior Radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ben Bueller-Garcia. We're broadcasting from the Four Patriots studio where they champion freedom and self-reliance and offer high-quality products to help you and your family achieve both. Learn more at fourpatriots.com. That's the number four, patriots.com. And don't forget to use the code WARRIOR for a 10% discount on your first order. We're talking with Daryl Mackin, the founder and executive director of a, a Soldier's Child Foundation. Sorry about that, Daryl. You got me. You're a pro with your podcast, and I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be a pro at the radio, and I'm all tongue-tied here. Uh, learn more, visit soldierschild.org. Daryl, when we took the last break, we were talking about the three sort of foundational programs that uh, your organization offers. We talked a little bit about the birthday gifts. Has there ever been a situation, you know, say the kid works with the mom to kind of fill out the wish list. Have you ever gotten a, uh, I want a baby gorilla 
kind of stuff? And if so, how do you handle that? You just <laughs> no, we never got a baby okay. gorilla. Okay. <laughs> no, I just want to know where you can find a computer for 150 bucks, man. That's that's a pretty good deal. But let's talk about your mentorship program. I spent a lot of time looking into this, and uh, it's wonderful. And there's lots of layers in this. But the yeah. the principal one is you do offer a week long summer camp for for these children, and you encourage the children to attend at least three years. Why is that? Uh, you know, one time is great. They have a great time, but we believe we have a thing that we say around here: AFC family, a soldier's child family. So we, we use the acronym AFC, and you know, to really have a family that sustains one another, you got to be around each other. And um, so, you know, that was back when we just had one camp, and we're doing 22 camps a year, and there's only 12 months. So we're giving these guys ample opportunity to keep fostering family, family, family within within our, our unit. Funny I use the word unit, but mm-hmm. um, I do see it as that, you know. And it's AFC for life as well because there's no end age. You know, we have 28-year-olds coming back as mentors, uh, it's just been incredible. The family aspect of it is is really um, one piece I didn't see coming, you know, when I started camp. And it was just, I guess it's like any other good support group that works, you know, empathy. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been through it. You know, I know exactly how it feels, that type of thing, when they can say that and then mean it and then be able to, I can help you because I know exactly how you feel. And I felt the same way when my, you know, th- those types of conversations happen and it's very powerful I, I would think that would be absolutely critical because yeah. you know i i i never wore the uniform i, I never carried a badge so I, I do everything i can to support those who do but yeah. i'll never be one of them you know there's yeah. things that i just will never understand and at one of the podcasts you had you were talking to two young ladies who went through your program and then were coming back as mentors and if I'm not mistaken, they their father was one of those who took his own life. That is correct. Yes, sir. And they are also the ones that um, coined the phrase that you brought out, that AFC, a soldier's child, brought honor to their family. You can imagine, you know, if it's one person, two, three, I mean, there's, there's five of them. Um, and then you you include the extended family. You know, they're all thinking different thoughts. And and I guarantee you that that brokenness and shame are at the forefront. So to to restore honor back to a family that has gone through that, you have to be passionate about it. You have to show compassion and understanding. You know, when you tell them your dad was a casualty of war, your dad was a warrior. He fought in many battles. He won some and lost some. This one he lost. You know, he lost the battle over his own life to himself and it that's so tragic it's so tragic you know if i had the choice you know i would rather die in combat think about it i'd rather lose that battle you know and it's like knowing that these kids are are growing up with these thoughts in their mind and heart and of uh, abandonment and all of these other emotional stuff you know which is why they're at most risk Daryl, you do you do the regular summer camps, and I think if I got this right, you also do little mini camps. Are there only certain geographic locations where these camps take place currently? So yeah, and that's one of our focuses is to 
keep growing and uh, have regional camps. So we, we go to Nebraska. We've done camps in California, Texas, Maine, Florida, uh, Carolina, uh, Kentucky. Uh, but mostly we do our camps in, in Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, Nashville area. And we fly them in from all over the country, literally from Puerto Rico, from Hawaii. We've had kids come from Hawaii. Now, we wish we could go there. <laughs> have a camp there, but uh, I tell you, we we just had uh, country recording artist Colton James on the show, and I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's building a fifteen thousand square foot lodge and retreat there in, in Southern Virginia, well, specifically for military and first responder families to come out and and reconnect and, and just sort of enjoy the great outdoors. Now that they just are clearing the land now, so it's going to be a while. But maybe you two should should talk and. Uh, I okay, I'll, I'll, I'll push yeah. you to it. I'll push you to in, in touch. The there's something else really interesting. You call the PS23 Leadership Development Program. Tell us more yeah. about that. Yeah, so it's PS23, um, and it's after Psalms 23, and we actually use those seven verses as our leadership model. Um, we depend upon the Lord. This is you know, it's not for everyone, uh, which is true. But um, I know who I am. And how I am this way, uh, I know what I was, and I know what I am now. And I know, without the Lord in my life, without God in my life, without Jesus in my life, I'm nothing. I know it. I lived that way for a long time, and I, I believe my I was rescued, uh, changed my heart, changed my mind, changed my life, and uh, I would never care about anybody. To tell you the truth, I was the most self-centered person. Um, yeah, I didn't have time for anyone, and. Uh, all that changed. And so our our leadership style is for the Lord is my shepherd. And I'm I'm content in that and I'm gonna find out how I'm, how I serve him by serving others. And that's our model. Our model is servant leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're willing to come and serve these kids, you're in. That's all you need to do, just have a willingness to serve. I don't know if you've seen this. I, I worked at a, a summer camp uh, when when I was in high school and we would get a lot of kids off the reservation and, and some some of the poor areas, and we you know they come up in the pines and there's fishing and all this other stuff. And I got to tell you that I think I healed as much as the kids did yeah, by going through that experience. But well, what, real quick, we've got just a couple minutes left before we have to take another break. Uh, Daryl, what what's involved? Or, you know, we've got listeners all across the country. How can we help, or how can they help? Would they just contact you and say, hey, I've got a a facility here, I can generate the volunteers, come on down? Yes, there's funding involved in that as well. Sure. Um, so, yes, to that. Um, probably the most common one that we have folks do, and is probably uh, the most valuable to us, is folks that are doing, uh, oh, they're already doing fundraisers. They're raising money. They got a golf scramble. They have, a, a, you know, a 10K. They have a bike track. They have a poker run casino night, they have some sort of mechanism to raise funds within their community, church group, civic group, whatever it is. And what they wind up doing when they hear about us is they're like, yeah, I agree with that guy. These kids should be first on our list of giving. This year, we're giving to them. And that's that's how we have grown from one child to 5,000, from one camp to 22, from no scholarship to a scholarship fund. I mean, it's just nuts how we've raised money, and it's really been people that have heard the message 
and it's resonated in their own heart, and they're like, yeah, well, we're going we're gonna to do something with these guys. They could always call me, email me, and I, I, you know, as you could tell, I'm not short on words. <laughs> yeah, you string is a pretty shy guy, Daryl. <laughs> uh, I, I I'm living in Tennessee, and I tell my southern friends, I look, look, God has to choose a New Yorker to come down here to Tennessee to start a soldier's job. I was, What's the deal? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, I love I love your passion. Well, I want to talk more about the scholarship program when we come back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with Daryl Macon. Daryl says that, you know, this is not our government's debt to pay. It's every American citizen's debt that we care for the families who are fallen, and the children should be on first on our list of giving. Visit thesoldierschild.org. This is your host, Ben Buehler-Garcia. We'll be right back. Welcome back to American Warrior Radio, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ben Bueller-Garcia. We're speaking with Daryl Mackin. He is the founder, executive director of A Soldier's Child Foundation, just a, one of my new favorite organizations. You can learn more, visit asoldierschild.org. Daryl, before the break, we were talking about your, your mentorship programs, your summer camps, and I noticed you've got you know arts camps, sports camps, horse camps. Um, but the other one that was really interesting was you offer a songwriting camp. And are you familiar with Darden Smith? Darden Smith. No, sir. Okay, so he's a country recording artist, and he, uh, after an experience he had uh, at Lonstool, performing at the hospital there, he met a Marine, and he says that changed his perspective forever on how he looked at families who's, or, or military service. And so he formed a group called Songwritings with Soldiers. And they do something sounds like very close to what you do, where they they take the soldiers out to a camp or you know a retreat somewhere, have professional musicians, composers come in there and help them put their their story exactly. to song. Is that what, kind of what you're doing with the kids? Exactly what we do. Yes, okay. sir. That's very powerful. You know, we talked about Memorial Day and and how for some families Memorial Day is every day. Darden collaborated with Radney Foster, and I think Darden is there in Nashville, but they wrote a song called Angel Flight. And, Daryl, it is just, it's haunting. And I listen to it every single Memorial Day, and I'd encourage every uh, every American to do that as well, to, to just remember the, the mm-hmm. sacrifice. Let's talk about your scholarship programs. There's a young man named Javier Martin who was uh, in Navy, and uh, there was a collision, I guess. We, he was on the USS Fitzgerald, and he was one of the seven sailors who lost his life in that collision. And you've got a, a memorial scholarship program named after him called Fill in the Gap, Correct. Right. Yeah. Uh, Vivian Martin, he was a sailor. He was aboard the USS Fitzgerald in 2017. In the middle of the night, the Fitzgerald collided with a, uh, a freighter off the Philippine Islands. Seven sailors died that night. They, they drowned. And he was one of them. His mom was a school teacher and uh, really wanted him to, to go to college. But he was passionate about the Navy. Uh, I believe he was influenced by his dad, and, and sure enough, he excelled. Uh, I think in five years, he became E6. I was in six years, and I was lucky to make E4. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, he he's a very smart, smart man. But anyhow, uh, his mom reached out to us and had raised $20,000 and was looking for somehow to, to keep the legacy of her son 
uh, alive. And so she gave us that seed money, and from there we have grown the Xavier Martin Fill in the Gap Scholarship Fund. This year we're giving away, uh, giving out $50,000. Fill in the Gap, That's it's really interesting. So there are some really big nonprofits out there, Folded Flag Foundation, Fallen Patriots Foundation, Folds of Honor is a really big one. You probably have heard of them. Your listeners yeah. probably have too. Um, and, and they do an incredible job in in making sure kids get to go to, to school, uh, the college, trade school, stuff like that. The problem comes along the way when the qualifications, you know, was a combat. Some are, some are just straight up, you have to be combat. Some have to be in the line of duty. Um, if it's, if it's suicide, PTSD, suicide, it had to have been documented that he had PTSD in order for it to qualify. There are some children that fall through the gaps. There are children within the Soldiers Child Foundation that do not receive, not even the GI Bill, but no funding for education. So that's where we came up in, in, you know, the spirit of Xavier's mom that, you know, the education piece in his name. So what we actually do right now is we're different, you know, (laughs) we're not the norm. So we serve children right now between the ages of 1 through 18 through our birthday program and camps. And then afterwards, of course, we have our leadership program, PS23, off the grid, mentorship, all of that. But our heart was we work with them now. You know, we don't wait until they're 18 to do something. So we do a K-12 through scholarship. Um, so private school, we do tutoring, we do homeschool, and then we do trade schools. All for kids that, that get turned down by the big five, you know, the big, the big ones. Right. That's the qualifier that, that you, can't get, you can't get funding anywhere else. Now, as I understand, is that window, the application window for those scholarships open now? It is open right now. Yes, okay. sir. Okay, and then just go to a soldierschild.org and, and look for the, just check on the scholarship button, and I'll walk them through the process. Yeah, and just, just for you listeners, I know we talked about these, you'll probably post it later, but my email is daryl, D-A-R-Y-L, at a soldierschild.org, and our office number is 615-220-1600. Um, people think I'm crazy, but I give out my cell phone number. It's 615-427-2970. I did that on a show one time, and a guy called, and he gave us a $50,000 check. Wow. Keep giving my cell phone number out. <laughs> hey, John, remember, let's let's put that in the in the show notes. American Warrior Radio, 520. Oh, no, never mind. Um, <laughs> let, let's, let's talk about that. That's a good transition as far as funding go. I see that you've got a variety of corporate sponsors. But I also, you know, for our, you know, if you're a listener out there and you you work with a big corporation, you know, particularly, frankly, a military contractor, you really need to look into this and start paying it forward with for some of these families. But can an individual just go and say, hey, Daryl, I want to sponsor one birthday and here's a hundred fifty dollar check. Or in fact, I I remember I never forget. I got a call from a listener in, in our Sacramento affiliate who was on a fixed income, she was retired, but she writes a little check every month to one of the charities, and she contacted us and did that. So, I mean, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks, you'll take that too. Yes, we, uh, so we have a number of mechanisms. We have uh, a memorial gift, so we have folks in memory of someone. Um, we just had uh, a gentleman pass, and 
His family selected a soldier's child, and they raised thousands of dollars. It was, it was probably the most uh, we've ever seen. Um, we got in honor of, uh, we have a recurring gift, what we call a sponsor a child program. So that that's a program that uh, if you do a monthly gift of $25, 50 or 100 each one of those. So naturally, if you do 25 that's two birthdays for one year. If you do the 50 it's a two birthdays, and it sends one kid to camp. And then it just it, it kind of keep on progressing from there. But you talked about um, corporations and, and businesses. We have a program called CCAP, and it's Compassionate Corporate America Partners. We have partnered with Coca-Cola, uh, I mean, all the big ones, uh, Venture Express, um, Echo Power Engineering, so these big companies. And what we do is we go into their company and engage and empower their associates and they do the shopping, the rafting, the packing. They write notes to the kids, and then they we ship it out from their op, from the headquarters um, to the children. Isn't it cool? Yeah, it's one of the best volunteer things that that you could do as a company. Um, and we curtail it to any size company. You know, you can have six staff. We'll make it happen. If you can do twenty kids, we'll make you do. We'll have to do twenty. If you can do a hundred, if you can afford a hundred. Because that's exactly what you do. And here's what's so great about that program, CGAP, Compassionate Corporate America Partners, is that if you write a $10,000 check, every single penny of that will go directly to the shopping, wrapping, packing, and shipping out of the gifts for the kids. Mm. Nothing for overhead. And my day job, Daryl, I work in the nonprofit or I consult nonprofits. And that, that is so that's brilliant because, you know, so often they, so many organizations or corporations feel they can get away with just writing a check and they won't ever have to hear from you again. But the yeah. fact that you're actually engaging their employees in doing this and they're connecting yeah. one-on-one with these young people, they got skin in the game. That's just brilliant. Uh, congratulations. It does. It does work. It has worked. Um, it, it's not for everyone, you know, but it's, which is perfectly fine. If you just want to write the check, but we're all about relationship. We believe in it. Um, you know, when I said early, earlier, Ben was that I believe this is our debt. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's America's debt, you know, every citizen's debt to pay. And, uh, you know, I believe that relationally. I, I'll have a conversation with anybody and explain why I believe that. Daryl, um, I, I tell you what, you podcasters can talk forever. We, unfortunately, we're on a clock here. We're down to just about one minute. Ladies and gentlemen, visit org. Two quick questions for you, Daryl. Do you also in, uh, accept in-kind contributions like fishing poles or sports equipment for the, for the camps? All day long. Okay. All day long. And last, last is Ben gets a dumb question every show, and I saved it for, for the end here. You served okay. six years in the Navy. You were a chef. Is yeah. there better food on surface ships or on submarines? Uh, submarines. Yeah, okay, I thought so. I've been out yeah. with a submarine twice. And it was, it was, now, the food is better when they have food, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is when you get sub duty, you get paid more, and they stuck the the sub with better food. Now the Navy in general has the best food. There you go. Fair so enough. If the submariners that have it even better. There you go. We did lobster, you know, every other week. All right. Yeah. Daryl Mackin, thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to visit the soldierschild.org. Visit AmericanWarriorReader.com. Until next time, all policies and procedures are remain in place. Take care. You've been listening to American Warrior Radio. Archived episodes may be found at AmericanWarriorRadio.com or your favorite podcast platform. 